0: Hey folks, it's your pal Mike Shea from SlyFlourish.com here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy DM, Lazy DM Prep. This is a weekly show shot Sundays 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch, in which I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday D&D game. In this case, I am running a homebrew adventure set in Eberron called The Second Morning. This show is brought to you by the followers of or the, the patrons of SlyFlourish at Patreon.com/slyflourish. If you uh, help support Sly Flourish on Patreon. Uh, You get access to a monthly uh, exclusive newsletter. You also get access to an exclusive adventure called Regnum Rattus, the rats in the cellar. And you also get access to a uh, personal Discord server, a personal Discord channel for backers for the Sly Flourish patrons. Uh, and patron supporters help pay for all of the infrastructure that it takes to keep shows like this going, to keep the website going, other odds and ends. Today, I had to pay for a bunch of domain name registrations, so it helps pay for stuff like that. Um, Newsletters, all sorts of things, little odds and ends that sit behind the Sly Flourish Empire. Uh, So yes, what other news? Oh, a Kickstarter is going. Uh, So we, myself and James Intercasso and Scott Gray, are running a Kickstarter for a book called Fantastic Layers. Uh, Fantastic Layers is a book of twenty boss battles and climactic encounters for your fifth edition D and D game. Uh, they are they range the they go across the full range of levels, from a first level battle against a shadow touched cockatrice uh, to twentieth level in which you battle a demon touched ancient gold dragon. So the campaign has ten days left as of this recording. Uh, it has crossed over many stretch goals. Uh, we went from 10 layers to 20 layers. We are including an art book, uh, both a PDF uh, art book and a print-on-demand art book for those who back at the print-on-demand tier. Uh, and we are including a whole bunch of adventure outlines from a whole bunch of different community folks. So we have a bunch of commu- writers in the community in the D&D community that are going to be writing sort of adventure introductions to the layers. Uh, the idea behind this is these are going to be like one page or two page descriptions and, and like loose adventure outlines that you can use and fill out that will uh, take you through to the, to the layer. Sometimes we think they might connect. We're still figuring all of that out, like exactly what they're going to look like, but um, they might connect multiple layers. Uh, they also uh, will connect. Um, they will certainly connect to at least one layer, maybe multiple layers. We expect, I think, maybe to go as many as 10 of those and that will be a PDF product uh, available to all backers. So lots of great stuff, that, you know, 15 bucks for the PDF tier, which gets you, I think it's gonna be like four different PDFs. The main book, which looks to be pretty big and beefy with full color art and full color maps. The uh, adventure outline book, which is gonna have um, the, the ten, the, probably the 10 adventure outlines. The art book, which will have all of the art and maps uh, in full page spreads so that you can show it to your players. And a uh, monster appendix that will have the full stat blocks for all of the modified monsters in the book. So anytime we mention, I think not even the modified, I have all the monsters in the book. So if we have monsters that are in the lair, their stat block will be in there, including modified versions of the ones that we standardized and modified. So uh, that's going to be a good-sized monster appendix too. So all backers get all of that. The print backer, the the digital backers get all of that in PDF. The uh, print-on-demand backers get all of the digital stuff in PDF plus. Uh, the ability to order uh, any of the books that they want in any of the versions of print-on-demand that we offer, which includes soft cover and hard cover for the main book, uh, soft cover for the art book. And uh, I, don't, I, don't know, I, I don't think we're going to have print-on-demand versions for the Monster Appendix and for the um, Adventure Outlines. So anyway, that's going on right now. 10 days left in the Kickstarter uh, as of this recording. So if you're seeing this, you probably want to go over there and uh, take a look at it, and it's going to be a good deal. So uh, check that out. All right, that's enough of that. Um, very exciting though. I, I, I was just working on this. Let's see yesterday and the day before I'm working on litch, a lich layer, really cool lich layer. And, uh, I've, oh, I probably tested the whereat layer. So that was fun. Lots of interesting things to do. A 10 day left snark Knight says indeed. Uh, so in our last session, uh, we where, what happened boy i've run i've run and played so many games, so you know uh d and d live has been going on for the last four days i i guess it's kind of still uh happening i don't know if there's any more official shows, but I know that the d and d live d and d games themselves are still going on, and the cool bit of that is uh they're like ninety minute games, and I signed up for four of them. I was very lucky. We found out that they were being run by my friend Eric Mengi. And I was able to sign up for four days playing at his table. And he's an awesome DM. He's an awesome dude in general. He wrote the Moonshag he was a Moonshake guide. He's I think he's the um uh he is the adventure coordinator for for, and, and you know the lead coordinator for the the moonshay adventures that baldman games is doing uh fantastic dude super knowledgeable about forgotten realms that's his shtick and just dives deep into the story and uh was great fun and the dirty trick on that um oh yeah rsr seventy says, how's notion going we're going to talk all about notion um so the, the funny thing was when i went to the D live this might anger some people i'm going to say something prepare for a hot take Uh, when I went to the D and D live thing, they talked about the platforms that people use to play the game. And I've had so much fun running D and D over straight discord. And I didn't, not only did I not want to go through the hassle of figuring out discord or zoom with roll 20. Um, but I didn't want to go through the hassle of other people having to go through that too. Cause it's like, it's a lot of things to fail, right? Like let's assume you've got five players and one DM, all of them need to have roll 20 up and running. All of them need to have, um, uh, uh, discord up and running video you know, audio has got to work, all this stuff. And I was like, that's just a lot of points of failure in a 90 minute game. And, you know, it'd be a real shame. There's people, and I don't know if that happened or not. Maybe everybody was totally smooth and it tells you up front what you're going to have to use. But I said, you know what? I'm going to pick the game. That's just discord. And I went on the list and there was like this one that's like discord nitro. And I said, Just Discord Nitro. I'm going to pick that one, you know, because I know that you can play D&D with Just Discord. And I know that that means they'll probably be running Theater of the Mind. And I'm happier running Theater of the Mind, uh, particularly in um, uh, uh, organized play games because um, it takes a lot of time to set up maps and minis and stuff like that. And it probably takes a lot of time to set up maps and minis in Roll20. So, uh, sure enough. And then I found out my friend, Eric, you know, who I talked to about the of the mind stuff. We talk about combat and I know he's a theater of the mind guy. So I fell into it and I'm like, you know, and the players were all great and it just, everybody was into it. And it was really, really fun. So I re- I really felt like that was one of those like sort of game selectors where I'm sure people would look at it and say, I don't want to play a game that doesn't have tactical combat. And then other people are like, I'm, I'm perfectly happy playing a game that doesn't have tactical combat. And I fell into the, I'm good with the, um, I'm good with the non-tactical combat. And I think, you know, I bet I probably had a better time for it, right? Because I didn't have to monkey around with this stuff. So it worked really well. Uh, so uh, he's not your problem. Says, even solo Discord with experienced users that can still be audio-ish. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, Discord, right? That's like, you know, you're, you have a lot of problem. I mean, just, you know, the technology's not bad. And frankly, now having run, I don't know, dozens and dozens of Discord games, and it we do have we we had problems earlier. It was it took a little bit for the players to kind of get everything sort of straightened out and know how to troubleshoot it all on their end. And now we're at the point where we do. So the number of times we have audio problems is pretty rare. Every so often there's like internet issues and stuff like that, and then you go through the steps so like reboot your router and reboot your Wi-Fi and do all the stuff, and then or switch to your phone if you need to. Right, go to go to LTE and switch to your phone and do that. And that's worked for the most part. Like, we've had a couple of people that drop connections. Um, but for the most part, we've been able to stay pretty good. Um, so, yeah, right. We, uh, WexRude says, I have Discord for my games, and one player always has trouble. Yeah, and that's tricky. And I think, like, you can almost do, like, a swimming buddy uh, where it's, like, you know, one of the other players. We DMs have a lot of trouble. So if you have, like, one player who's technically adept, you say, can you work with them on trying to help getting them set up? And then that kind of, you know, it's sort of like asking people to do initiative, right? Um, yeah. And, and it can be tricky. Um, the, the, the thing that I found, so, so we, I've got players that have trouble with it. And the one that I found was like getting them up and running on their phone and then just letting them do pen and paper with a phone, uh, has worked pretty well. And the only time they even need to look at it is if you're like showing an image or a map or something like that. And then you got to kind of remind them because everyone else is staring at it and would see it, but uh, others would not. So, um, yeah, uh, I need to pull up uh, one of my players. um, One of my players wrote out notes. It was so awesome. I think I put him in the notes. Hang on. Let me look. Uh, So if I go to Old Adventures, and I go last week was the 10th? No. 14th? 14th sounds right. Sunday Ebron. And I think at the bottom of these notes. Look at that. Game notes. This is written by Jay, who uh, plays Shane Husk. Uh, Shane picked up the black orb. Uh, they dealt with the Lamia. She got away. I think I'm not, I'm pretty sure she wasn't killed. We it's a group of Jackalors and Valentine heading their way. They ran away. They blew up uh, a thing. They had to kind of get past the golem. They lost their amulet, but then they managed to get out of uh, vault. The, 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 the forbidden vaults of tower six. Uh, hi mom. Sorry. I just saw your chat there. Hello. Um, so they just got out of tower six, the hidden, the, the, the forbidden vaults of tower six of Morgrave university. They have the tome of Colseer in hand. Um, and they also picked up this orb, this strange orb, uh, known as lack L H A A K. Uh, and lack is a, um, they don't know what it is, but they know it's powerful. So far, it, it appears to be a crystal ball that has powers like true sight. It will give; it can give the characters true sight. Um, and when they showed the orb to, um, uh, when they showed the orb to, uh, Lido, so Leto Skull showed up, and Leto Skull said, "I want my book." You know, rumor is that there's – a, you know, that, that you are now in possession of the Toma Culcier, and I want it. And they said, "Yeah, we got a lot of things. You know, we also got this." And he pulled out the orb, and Lido freaks out and like backs away. And he's like, "You took that out of the vault," and then he left. He just picked up his stuff and left. And everyone's like, "Holy cow! We just scared the hell out of Lido Skull with this thing. Like, what is this? Right? They don't even know what it is." And then they showed it to another. Um, they showed it to uh, uh, Triss. Uh, who is the right hand of Cavella, leader of the Dask, uh, the monster criminal organization? And she didn't know what it was, but she's like, if that scared Lido Skull, then you probably want to show that to. Um, uh, you probably want to show that to Cavella, um, and she she set up a meeting with Cavella, and. Um, they, I think they're right about to head down to talk to Cavella in the safe room about uh, the orb, Lack. And I think that that's where we're going to start the game this session. Um, so, yeah, they have this super powerful sentient. So, what is Lack? Uh, Lack is a, a sentient crystal ball. It actually came from Dark Hole, um, Dark Dal, Dal, Dalcor, Dalkor. Uh Dal Kors, the dream world, the dream the 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 dreamscape. Uh these should be secrets of clue. So uh that I think that I'm just checking over the notes. Um uh Triss returns, the shame reveal the orbs to Triss. Yeah, can be we got Skull. Yeah, and I think so I think where they are beginning is uh heading down to um heading down to the safe room to talk to um, Cavella about the orb, and that's going to be very interesting. So, first thing we need to do. So, this is all everybody asks. Hey, what are you doing this in? This is in Notion. Uh, if you want to learn more, there, there, are, there will be notes in the show notes about Notion, uh, and um, uh, I, I'm soon to have a. Uh, hey, thank you. Oh, I got a subscription. Thank you for that. Thank you for subscribing. So um, if you want to learn all about Notion, take a look at some of the previous episodes of this. I'm not going to get too big into it. Notion is a both web-based and client-based, uh, sort of like a wiki. You can think of it kind of like a wiki that you can use. But um, uh, yeah, it's a power, I found it to be a useful and powerful way to handle campaign notes. I did find one critical problem with it, though. And the critical problem is you have to be online in order for it to work. Uh, even though you, you would think that you could download like a local database and that they would have it locally. You don't. And that's a problem. So if, if you got disconnected, you would lose your notes. Um, and that, that's not, that's not great. So that is one major problem with it. I think like one note and everything will work both online and off. And this one only works online, even with a local client. And I think that that's a real, I think that that's a real problem. So, um, Uh, please, yeah, keep that in mind. Uh, And hopefully that's something, I mean, I think it's been a problem for as long as we've had it. So the fact that they have not put that in play yet uh, does not bode well. So the first thing I do is I do, I'm going to duplicate my um, session planning template uh, and I'm going to stick it all the way at the top and then we're going to rename it. And we're calling this uh, 21 June uh, 2020. uh, This is Sunday what happened why did it freeze what just happened see weird stuff man because it's online uh, 21 June 2020 Sunday Eberron. um uh so those are my notes then the first step we do uh, so i designed this this note and this page to operate as um uh this is weird so i guess it's fine it's funny that it has a return thing i think because i dragged the thing over so um because normally this would be a picture from uh everron uh so i organized this to walk through the eight steps of return so all of the eight steps are 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 noted here in this sheet and step one is review the characters so we go back here and we're going to go to our sunday characters uh, the Sunday characters, uh, is actually a view of the campaign database that contains the characters in it, but it's a good way for us to look at each of the characters. One of the nice things about Notion is you can put a nice icon for everybody and then I can take a look at them. So we have Zerentir, uh, Zarantir is a, uh, Tempest cleric, storm sorcerer, Mark of the Storm, uh, who is a member of House Lerandier. uh, stole his father's airship, wrecked it, and now he has the key to steal it again, or another airship called the Goldbrite. So I have a feeling that that's going to come up pretty soon. Um. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that I I think we're going to have an airship chase coming up pretty soon, and that Goldbright is going to be their their way of getting the airship. Uh, Banner Banner is a Warforged Paladin of the Becoming God. Uh, he is hoping to help build the Becoming God with other members called the called the Godforged. Uh, he had a previous history with the Lord of Blades. Um, and, uh, so on and so forth. Um, I don't know what major, I think the, he's going to have a lot, a lot of big plot hooks that will come up once the characters leave Sharn, which I think is going to be in the next few weeks. We're going to talk about that today. Saber is a long tooth shifter, monk, and bounty hunter, uh, called to the temple of Balanor and the fallen, uh, belongs to the order of four winds, a small group of shifter monks from the Eldine reaches. Uh, Monk order wants him to fulfill part of a draconic prophecy. I think a fun bit here might be if his monks kind of say like, Hey, here's a way to enter a, you know, sort of a mental dreamscape with us so that you can always sort of come back to the monastery in, in sort of a spiritual form. I think that might be kind of a neat thing for him. Uh, shift is one of the original warforged built by house. Kenneth, secretly powered by necrotic energy from, um, uh, from house from from the the kingdom of Karnath and uh, from has a connection to Lady Elmaro. and I believe uh, that shift has a sort of um, uh, constructed brother named Lord Crash who is ruling the Emerald Claw here in Sharn so that could come up too. Uh, Shane Husk is a writer. Uh, he wrote all about uh, the uh, the Last War and the Morning. Uh, kind of you know a popular writer. Uh, who is trying to work on his next book. And it gets recognized in lots of places that he goes to. And Chi is a... Um, House Sivis, uh, Dragonmarked, latent Dragonmarked, has a key, has a an, uh, dodecahedron around her neck that supposedly is a key to help find Clawrift. Uh, Clawrift is the tower where the, morning, the weapon of the morning may have been built. So um, she believes that she has the key and that lots of people are interested in that including um uh, Scala is interested in it and um the Emerald Claw is interested in it so and the Emerald Claw broke into her father's grave and took something took her father's bones so uh that that's kind of an interesting thing so those are the characters uh in our in our show today uh one bit is that i i think it is uh no it is Shane Husk uh Shane Husk has picked up uh has picked up lack uh, so one thing we can do here is we can, um, uh, so you can hyperlink to any other page by doing the at symbol. This is something I didn't know when I first started this, but see how I I'll do it again, just so you can see how cool it is. So when I say picked up lack, I can do at L H A A K and it searches through for lack and says, is it this page? And you say, yeah. And now it's linked to that page. So now if I click this, I get to lack, which is the whole information about uh, the orb. Uh, This is all in Notion. Uh, Notion Notion.so is the URL for it. Uh, So it's a handy way to sort of build a quick, you know, you can sort of interconnect all of your notes. Uh, So those are the characters. And now we go back, we go to the 21st, and I go, bink, I have reviewed the characters. So now we have our strong start. So I think the strong start is going to be meeting with Cavella. Um, uh, I don't think this group, so I, I, you know, I, th- I, th- I think like spies, uh, spies are watching, um, uh, these are, uh, Jackalware, uh, Jackalware spies are watching, uh, the Cafe Obscura. Um uh so that's probably one start and then we're going to jump right into Cavella and uh she uh the orb tries to take control um And I think that if the, so yeah, I think this is going to be, I, I kind of want to get right into it because I think this is going to be really exciting. This is sort of like the Palantir from, from Lord of the Rings, right? Like, like it takes you over, like it took over uh, um, Pippin, right? So spies outside. I just like doing the linking. <laughs> it's actually almost as easy as typing it out. Spies outside Cafe Obscura that work for, that work for Valentine. Um, uh, Cavella. I got a link for Cavella. Oh, come on. Where's the page for Cavella? There it is. Uh, I guess I, yeah, Cavella, I think I spelled it wrong. Um, wants to silence the orb, uh, and the struggle for control. So what's going to happen here? What's going to happen is that they want to meet with Cavella and Cavella is afraid of the orb. She's as afraid of this orb as, um, she's as afraid of the orb as, uh. Leto skull is because it can reveal it reveals everything. It only, and she'll tell them like, we can't talk about it while it's here, throw it into this, uh, throw it into this, throw it into your bag of holding, like get it in your bag of holding right now. And he's going to have it. And he's going to try to put it in. And the orb is going to try to take control of him. And be like, and No, you're not. Let me show you what she is. And then the orb is going to show her that she's this like monstrous, you know, creature. And, um, Uh, she's going to see that it's got control and she's going to call her ogres and say, knock his ass out and tell the group, like, don't stop us from doing this. We got to knock. you know, it's the orb now has control and we got to stop him and they're going to beat him senseless. And then try to get the orb out of his hands and put it in the bag. So there could be this struggle for control where the orb is trying to show him, like, let me show you these monsters you're dealing with here. And, tr- and there's going to be, like, you know, this potential huge battle with Cavella right there. Cavella herself being an oni. So they're going to see that she's an oni. And that means she's an oni. And she's the sister of Lido Skal. That means Leto Skal's an oni. And that is interesting, right? So there's all these, like, things that are going to get sort of revealed there. So that's going to be a really fun scene. Um, and then I I think the next scene is going to be, uh, it's going to be all action packed. I think we're going to like, you know, let's quit screwing around and it's going to be pretty action packed. So next is going to be, uh, Valentine, um, makes a play for the book. And this is a big play. It's actually, actually not Valentine that's making the play for the book. It's Leto Scal. Like Leto's saying, what is going on here? Uh-oh. Leto uh, makes a play for the book. Uh, so Valentine Trueheart, his right hand, is going to lead an attack against the Café Obscura in order to acquire the book. Um, she's going to offer one last chance right to take it and if they don't then war is coming right then to cafe obscura and Lido is using all of his stuff to do this these are going to be this is enough scenes i'm pretty sure um because i think yeah i think the secrets and clues are going to lead to the next couple of scenes so we're just going to have three scenes but they're big they're big ones so, hey, Evil John. Uh, Apologies. I sent on an early morning donut run. Yeah, tar- tragic. I had a morning, early morning bagels. We had them delivered. That was really yummy. Um, so, uh, secrets and clues. Boy, I've got a lot of secrets and clues. So, one thing is like I sort of want – there have been all this like Cold War nonsense going on in the background. Right? you got Lito Skull doing stuff. Lito Skull hid the book away but then is going to go pick it up again. You've got – Cavella is working against Leto and what's going on there and there's insanity there. You've got they've been the party's been out going and picking stuff up and bringing it back. You know, you got all that going on. And then uh all of a sudden, like it's getting tenser and tenser, and boom it's just gonna explode. And like war in the streets, Lido Skull's gonna try to get onto his ship, move the crystal under ship and fly away. You've got um the Emer Claw's gonna start blowing some you know, blowing things up and they're basing it on information that uh, Leto Skull gave them. And this is going to be their, their finale in Sharn is going to be huge, right? And it's all happening at once. And they've got to make choices like, you know, do we want to stop the Emerald Claw? We know the Emerald Claw is going to blow this, you know, blow up Skyreach. Um, and they were given a weapon by Leto Skull to do it. We can either stop him from doing it. Or we can try to catch Leto skull before he leaves, right? Like that's going to be interesting stuff. So, um, but that's a later secret and clue. So we're going to have, we're not going to have any trouble with secrets and clues today. So lack, uh, lack, uh, is from the core. Uh, it is, it, and it, it follows the dreaming dark. Um so it is a um it is an item that has come from the dream world uh and is thousand you know it is it could be a hundred thousand years old, right? It could be very, very old. Uh we have um what's another secret? Got lots of lots of things going on. Um I'm going to do the secrets that are most likely. So we got sort of two halves of this game. Half one is talking to Cavella. Cavella is an oni. I think I spelled Cavella wrong. Cavella is an oni. Uh, In service to the daughters. Sorakel. Uh... Um, Lido It's also an Oni. Oni's are not capitalized. Uh, so that's valuable information. Um, Lido, so Cavella, I swear I spelled Cavella wrong. So I wonder if I changed, I presume. Let's go into my NPCs. Review the NPCs, and I go to Cavella, and I spell her name correct. I I, I presume all the links will still work because they're probably ID based. Um, but I don't presume the the names will change here. Let's reload that page. Uh, it did change the name. Do you see that? It changed the name. Wow. Right? Did it, yeah look it wow that's wild crazy stuff uh lido skull is also known new. uh lido skulls agents have gone dark have gone dark all at once right so multiple groups that have been spying on lido's skulls like we knew about the you know we knew where the uh where all of um valentine's uh jackal wares were hanging out and they're gone the place is deserted uh we also know that Lido has hi- uh, uh, recently hired so Lido skull recently hired uh, um Uh, has recently hired mercity, mercenaries of House Tarkinon. very expensive and pow- and dangerous. Pa- de- expensive, powerful, and dangerous. Um, Lido Skulls beginning. am uh, planning to leave. Uh, leave Sharn. So that is um uh that is uh the sort of the first half when they have that conversation with Cavella. And we'll we'll see how that goes. Um what else? So we need uh the second half. So then um uh let's see. Lido, all this is about the escape. Lido Skull paid off the City Watch. To block off uh, six blocks around the Cafe Obscura. Um, so... Yeah, so they're they're making a play, right? Um, and part of his play, like they're gonna come back and they're gonna get to the Cafe Obscura and it's gonna be empty, like the streets will be empty and like shutters will be closed and they'll be like, "What's going on here?" When they get back, like, uh oh, right? And if they meet any town guards, the guards are like, "We were told to block this area off, you know." So you know, I guess if you live there, you can go, but you know, that's all we're that's all we're doing. So. Then they, you know, it's, it's sort of like they've, they, you know, he has hired legal authority to block off the street so that his illegal group can attack. Um, I think that that will be uh, wild and interesting. Alito Skull. So, Alito Skull paid off the city watch. He's also planning to leave Sharn. Uh, Lord Crash planning to blow something up. In Sharn. Something big. Uh, another secret is that Lido is paying off. Uh Leto's skull is paying off uh, and feeding information to. Lord Crash. Uh, what other is it, you know, um. Uh, the daughters. So this is probably, I'm going to stick this one up here. Uh, cause I think it's going to be something that, l- l- that, that lack is probably going to reveal the daughters. Do I have a thing for the daughters? I don't think I have them as a, I do. The daughters of Sora Cal have a masses, massive equal in size to the uh, Eberron that Lido has. So there we go. So those are my 10 uh, secrets. So we have uh, our secrets and clues. And so the main thing here is that, yeah, we're following along with these two, two to three-ish big scenes. Big scene number one is meeting Cavella and having the orb... Uh, deal with uh having the orb uh start commanding people they can go fast or slow i don 't know what that's going to be like um, They learn a bunch about Cavela they learn about lido skull uh, they also learn that lido skull is uh moving quickly so uh things are things are all coming to a head and the three big scenes are like meeting with Cavela um face off against valentine as she tries to acquire the tomacol Seer and um leto skull fleeing along with uh, an attack on a location by um uh by uh lord crash and the members of the emerald claw that are left there so uh so that could be pretty cool um so now we have our locations Uh, so for this we have uh their hideout which is the hub um uh that's where they have their 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 safe house whoops so we'll do a safe house oh come on where's where's characters the safe house in the hub then the uh, assault on the cafe obscura on the cafe obscura but for this they might come out to the street so i need a location for this street and i had what i have one in mind uh which is we can go back and pull up our map for um water deep dragon heist uh what deep dragon heist dragon heist and we will go to Troll Skull Alley, and we're going to use the map for Troll Skull Alley. Look at that. So we view the player version, and we're going to use probably this map, probably that lower. Well, let's see. Uh, where where is the manor? Is that it on the corner? That's it. I guess that's it right there. So we'll 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 yeah we're just gonna grab this. So I'm gonna open this in a new window. Can you open a new window list? open this in a new window. Uh, open like a new tab. And we'll save this to the desktop. It's called 3152 uh, 315245. Um, and then we're going to our notion. One thing I found about Notion, uh, so we're going to go over here and we're going to go to locations. And we're going to call it the go all the way the bottom and create a new one. Uh, and this is, um, uh, middle, the middle Dura city street streets. It is a location and we do slash image. So one thing I found, you can copy and paste images in here, but if you try to copy and paste, I think it's doing some kind of high res non, um, uh, it does some kind of high res, uh, non lossless, uh, version. And, um, you could use the alley encounter as well from a later chapter. Is there an alley? Yeah, that's not bad. Let's, let me, let's take a look. Uh, when is the alley? That would be probably in, is that in dragon season? Probably in dragon season. Actually you can, one cheap way you can do this is just, Uh, whoops. And go through the image viewer here. That one's not bad. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I can open the image a new tab. We'll grab this one too. Uh, save image. So it's got some bits. I mean, you could say like maybe this is sort of the the small floor plan for Cafe Obscura here. Um, I think, and then that way, um, yeah, except it's not, it doesn't really fit the floor plan. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but in the meantime I can, yeah, I'll add that into the, uh, and then we'll see how I feel. Uh, yeah. Catalyst says, man, I love Dyson maps. I love Dyson maps too. They, I, I, at first I was kind of like, I really like the b- color maps and I still like color maps so they're great. Um, but yeah, Dyson maps, like they're just so simple and straightforward and easy to drop in and they're great for copying and pasting and using in discord. So it works really well. So I dig it, I dig it a lot. Um, okay, so I got some middle Dura city streets and then we go back, whoops, go here, go to our notes. And locations and type, um, middle Dura city streets, uh, other locations. So, um, I mean, there's Lido Skull's vaults, right? Uh, the vaults of Lido Skull. I don't know if I still have his manor. Um, I may have to, uh, Oh, it was the seven towers, seven spires, right? Is seven spires. I don't know if I have a thing for, um, no, I don't have seven spires in here yet. So, uh, in this case, we'll go to Dyson, Dyson's blog. We go to maps, all maps, seven, uh, there's seven spires. So we click this and we will click that and open up the big version. Here's a little trick for you. You want a Dyson trick, how to hack Dyson logos. And I talked to him uh, on uh, Twitter and asked if this is cool. And he's like, yeah, it's cool. Uh, w equals 2000 creates a 2000 pixel wide version of the image. So instead of the crazy ass 7,000 pixel wide one, you can actually make a lower uh, a lower resolution one by putting w equals and then the width of the resolution you want. And that way it's not bigger than five megs. There um, we go, Cragma. By manipulating the URL, it's because whatever image editor uh, he is using uh, whatever image hosting thing he's using has, is dynamically generating the URLs. Uh, he's using WordPress as the back and WordPress will actually create thumbnails on the fly by manipulating the, um, URL. So yeah, it's crazy in it. Um, the trick is, Garnell wants to know the trick. If you go to any Dyson logo map and view the full map, so I'm going to do both. So here's Kragma. I will show you the difference. Here's Kragma, and it's enormously high resolution, right? Which is pretty great. So we're going to add that here too. Um, Kragma one. And uh, if you open this, let's show in the folder. So you're not going to see my folders, but um, Kragma is 800k. And full res version of Kragma is 1700k. And the way you change it is: so this is the full res version. You go at the end, you type question mark W equals 2000 or whatever resolution you want, and hit go, and it lowers the resolution on the fly. That way you can have a a smaller resolution version if you, if it's too big. It turns out though that the original version is only um, 1.7 megabytes. So and that is within Notion's. Um, that's within Notion's uh, um, limit, so I'm gonna put it in. Uh, seven Spires Lido, Lido skulls manner slash image. So I'm gonna put the full res version up because I can, because it'll let me. The only time you wouldn't wanna do that is if the size is gonna be so big that um, Notion won't accept it because it has a five megabyte limit I think. Um, so now I've got that. Okay, cool. So now I have a new image. Look at that. Seven spires, middle dura. So you can see how creating a new image. And the great thing is like, look at all the locations I've got, right? I got lots of locations and, um, I can then reference them in my notes and I can go and, and look at them and I can modify them. You can also see that I've been, I've been putting in a lot of stuff for locations that exist in the Mornlands. Uh, I've been adding that stuff in as I've been thinking about what are they going to do when they get to the Mornlands. We'll talk about that probably in another in another uh, episode of this as we get closer to that. So now, um, so now I should have a seven spires. Bang. Uh, so I have all my fantastic locations here and each of these are clickable now and I can just go right to it and I can see a map of the place and I know what's there. Uh, I can go Cafe Obscura. I've got a map of that. Right, This is what their place looks like. I think it might be pretty close to uh, the one that's in that other one. I can say the Middle Dura City Streets. Pick which one of these maps I wanted. It's like I think I could probably fit that in here and have this be the streets outside. I think that might be possible. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, and then we have the Vault skull. Uh Skull. NPCs. So the step here is review the NPCs. So I've kind of reviewed, like, who... Who are the NPCs gonna be? Um, So I know that we have Valentine. Um, I can sort of list them here, right? I know that I have um, Cavella. Uh, I know that I have uh, Lido. Um, Are there any other, Lord Crash. Um, Tris. So, yeah, I've got a bunch of NPCs. Uh, I don't really need to review those very much. I'm going to delete that line just so I have my NPCs listed. So it's just handy to kind of keep the links. And then monsters. So here's going to be an interesting one. So who, the question here is like, who, um, is with, uh Cavella. So when they go down to meet with Cavella, we have armored ogres, right? She has a couple of armored ogre bodyguards, probably, you know, at least a couple of them. Uh she's there with um uh, Amy, and Amy's got invisible stalkers. Her guardians. So there's a couple of those. Um, we have uh the Mimic Simon. I think Simon is actually uh, in the, in the list. Simon, Simon, the mimic. Um, who else does she have down there? She's an Oni. I might as well mention that we got an Oni. Whoops. Uh, does she have anybody else with her? Is that enough? Like it doesn't have to be enough to take on the party. It's like, what would she, who are her bodyguards? So she has her, you know, I think a couple, two invisible stalkers. Cause they're like, they're tough. Uh, the ogres, maybe three ogres. She probably has three armored ogres, right? Um, two invisible stalkers. Uh, Amy herself. What is Amy? Is she an assassin? She's probably an assassin. Uh, I think that's easiest. She's probably like a a, a changeling assassin. Uh... So that's, uh, I'm going to put a little subheader for this, Um uh, um, uh, minions, right? Um, and then we have the assault, uh, uh, the assault on Cafe Obscura. Uh, Evil Johnson's got to head out for the live game. Enjoy. Yeah, I've got a live game, so I'm playing my game noon to three, and then I'm run I'm 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 running my game noon to three, and then at seven I've got a, a Icewind Dale game. It's fun. I'm enjoying Icewind Dale. I haven't talked about that. I have to talk about how I feel about the thing. Um, I'm in short, I'm I'm happy because uh, it looks cool. It's got a neat. It's different than the Legacy of the Crystal Shard, but because I ran Legacy of the Crystal Shard, uh, I know. I've got some better experience with Icewind Dale. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the thing. I think that's great. I don't know if my players are going to be all up for another like dark horror game. You know, I kind of like, I mean, I guess it's nice that we are playing Eberron and Eberron is sort of like a high fantasy thing. So if this is a dull dark and dismal. And then we go straight from Eberron into, um, uh, straight from Eberron into like the, the, the frozen wastes, which I think could be fun. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, real tonal shift in this book. Yeah, walruses aren't only the the only th- woke thing in the book. I think. <laughs> um, so salta cafe obscura. So we have a bullet. Uh, we have a troll riding on the bullet, armored troll. Riding the bullet, we have uh, a, 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 a you know two dozen jackalwares. Uh, we have a lamia. We have um, Tarkinon. So there's there's, these guys. Let's take a look at this. Um, uh, Tarkinon with, with an A. Tarkinon Assassins, right? So these guys are CR2. So we probably have four Tarkinon Assassins. Probably sounds right. And their goal, they've been hired specifically to... Uh, get the book. Tarkin on Assassin. So that is... uh, That's a huge battle. Like, this is a big multi... Oh, what did I just do? Um, This this is a huge multi-phase battle. You got Armored Troll riding on a bullet. Um, Trolls are like CR5, so two of them is probably too tough. Um... Yeah, they're pretty big, and this one's going to be armored, so it's going to have, like, an AC of 18, Uh, and it's going to be able to claw. It's going to have a huge axe, and it's going to claw. Yeah, he's not your problem, says, oh, look, another wasteland looking at you, Avernus. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not running Descent into Avernus and going straight from that into Icewind Dale, because I think that that could be too much, like, isolation and, you know, wasteland. One's a frozen wasteland, one's a hellscape, but they're both pretty nasty. And how come we can't have nice things, you know, in between? Um in fairness, it's not like we don't have Ravnica and eberron and now Theros. Uh so we have some other other places, but um uh did somebody uh, say uh it's gonna crash through the wall. No, it's coming up through the floor. So the the bullet is gonna come burrowing, boom, smash up through their basements. And the ogre, the the troll is like a you know the, the troll is the chaos weapon, right? You're gonna have like on the outside, you're gonna have a whole bunch of different jackalwares that are coming in. You're gonna have uh, Valentine who's coming in behind them. Uh, you're gonna have the Tarkinon assassins who are hanging out nearby. Their job is to, if 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 uh, Valentine cannot acquire the tome, then the you're gonna have uh, the Tarkinon assassins try to acquire it, and um, then. Uh, Uh, yeah and their goal is to get the tome and get out right they're they're not it's not to kill the party and the party's goal is to defend themselves and and either get away or you know blow them up or something so we'll see it's going to be a big nasty fight and we'll see how the characters do Uh, but uh, yeah gloves are off as you can see because like look it's how many dudes are we talking about you know a lot (laughs) you know 24 jackal wares, 4 assassins uh this is not uh for funsies uh should we see how bad an encounter this is if we use the encounter builder and then you can see like wow sly flourish he's a monster he did a battle uh uh one two three four oh it's already deadly um except they're not third level so let me i can change this manage characters we will go with the Sunday D&D campaign. Hey look, so that's 5. There's actually a 6th. Uh one and they are they're 6th level. So they're fine. 6th level, they can handle anything. Um we have troll. Um we don't have a Uh oh, it's now it's hard. We have a bullet. Uh go away. Go away screen, uh, bullet. Oh, now we're deadly. And I haven't gotten to Jackalwares yet. Add a Jackalware. Uh, so I've, f- oh, and I haven't added the Lamia yet. So uh, we have 24 uh, Jackalwares and we have a Lamia. So uh, the deadly experience budget is 8,100 experience points uh my daily budget is actually 23500 experience points so um uh yeah i'm being a monster now i'm doing it in phases and like they have a different goal and stuff like that so you know we'll see um so a josser says did mike set up the template in notion or is that a template from the website Uh, I set it up and let me give it to you. So I can go here. I have a lazy campaign template and I can copy the link to that. And there you go. So you click that link and let's see what that does. That should take you uh, to this template. And then what I suggest you do is uh, duplicate it. So, So what I would suggest you do is go through it and modify it to suit the thing that works for you. And then duplicate it and save, save your own template aside that's that you can then do for every campaign. And you can make a different campaign. Um, I'll give an example, uh, which is here, for example, is my Descent into Avernus one. I love to change the art, by the way, to make the art fit. I think it's important to like bring art into our souls right, while we're thinking about a campaign. So I have like all different art. We have the character database with the characters from my Descent into Avernus game. Uh, we have uh, the NPCs for Descent into Avernus, and you can see, like, I have new header art for each one. Um, uh, we have locations. So another, not to not to sell too heavily on the Patreon, uh, but Patron backers uh, get access to all of these. So so Patron backers have have read access to all of my notebooks. Um, here, including Descent into Avernus, Eberron, all of them, but the template is available to everybody. You don't have to, you don't have to be a backer. Um, so yeah. Uh, so here's my, uh, I don't think I'm sharing this one, but I should. Um, this is my one-on-one game with my wife and her characters. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of a fun, a fun thing. Um, whoops. Yeah. So, um, Keso, <laughs> queso is my, that's my wife's bard. Sidekick is a, uh, a bard named side name, named queso. Uh, so that's going to be that big ass fight. Um, and we know that it's way high on deadly, uh, but you know, they'll be, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Uh, treasure. Uh, some bracelets of armor for, uh, for the Lamia might not be so bad, right? Uh, can they boost up a monster You get plus two bonus AC if wearing no armor and using no shield. And she is not. So, uh, that will increase her AC. Uh, I think that'll be good. Um, uh, she is wearing that, um, If they happen to kill her they'll get those um any relics it never hurts to throw a relic in there let's take a look at a relic uh got a lynx and we'll go to my relics and we'll order by level range and there's six so we'll go down into the mid range here uh an oily elven quill that casts dispel magic so dispel magic's not bad and having somebody that's got a dispel magic item is pretty cool. Uh a quill. Um. Yeah, sure. Why not? Caster level six, cast at level three. Uh that's not a bad one. So somebody, maybe the Tarkanan, one of the Tarkanan guys has that. Um something like that could could exist. Um Uh, what if it's like the arrow on guardians of the galaxy? Yeah. I kind of like the idea of like the quill and sort of writes the glyph and, and the the ink and the quill disappears and it eats away a spell, you know, it'd kind of be a neat thing. So I think we're good there. Um, so I've got some treasure. Uh, so how do I feel? I always like to, after I've done my, my prep, I like to think about how I feel and I feel pretty good. Um, you know, I think that like the having the action just start to roll off uh will be really cool uh I think that um there's a couple of locations I wouldn't mind having in my back pocket, which is where is um it's one big question I guess, which is where uh is um Lord crash going to plant his bomb. He's got an Eberron crystal, uh, bomb and some, some crazy cultists that are going to detonate it. Uh, where is he going to plant it? And, um, I don't know. I, I need to figure that out. So that, that to me is like a, a, a last question, you know, I'll put that up. Where is uh, Lord going to plant bomb? Uh, if anybody in chat has an idea of, like, where's a good, interesting kind of big landmark where a Emerald Claw terrorist group would blow something up. They they probably want a lot of casualties because they want to... Um, they want to uh, raise them from the dead, so... Uh, so it would be a location inside Sharn, right? He's blowing something up inside Sharn. Uh, And like probably at one of the bigger markets, right? So if we go here, let's go to my sources, source books, Eberron, we go to Sharn, wards of Sharn. Um, So Skyway would probably be an upper city location. Um, And uh, with like a plan to sort of like drop one, the ambassador towers. uh, Probably not. So probably not the central tower. Um, Upper Dura... I probably want to make a bigger splash than that. The garrison, uh, the high water, the residential district and seat of house Fidelis. Hope's peak. Uh, Hope's peak wouldn't be bad, right? Uh, Because the idea is like they already blew up. um, Fallen was the previous one. So what if they're going to, so I think he's going to blow up a temple in hope's peak. Um. And it probably includes. uh, So we're gonna let's go back to our notion here. And we'll close that up. And we're gonna add that to a secret, right? We'll just make a secret. Uh, He plans to blow up Hope's Peak. Uh, and, and the idea is he's going to just shatter Fallen again, right? That, like, Fallen is the previous temple district that was destroyed when uh, a tower was collapsed upon it. And I think Lord Crash plans on doing the same thing with another tower district. Like, we're going to do it again. You're never going to be safe. And um, so one of the temples there would be pretty good. Um so it could be a, um, a, a a cathedral of the seven. Would be pretty good. Um, he plans to blow up the cathedral of the seven in Hope's Peak, and he's he's actually in the in the you know I think he's going to burrow in the catacombs beneath. Um. So we have another sort of vault, right? So what are the vaults? Let's go look for um, uh, maps. So beneath the church of the Seven, the, temp- the, the Cathedral of the Seven uh, would be a um, what? What would you have underneath it? Like they would have their, their basements. and like I guess sort of they're like their study rooms. And uh, some other things. And maybe there's like the, you know, a, the, a pillar in the center. If they blow the pillar up, it'll, not only will it collapse, it'll sort of suck all the energy out of it. So their plan is to detonate this this Eberron crystal and it will pull all the energy out of it and, and essentially break its connection to the plane, that they're, whatever their version of the plane of air is. And that whole section will collapse down and it'll destroy the district and the district below it. But they need to plant it in the cellars below below. Um. And I need a map for this. Uh for this, for these cellars. So I've used that one already, I think. This one might not be bad. I think I had planned on using this. Um, for something. So yeah, this looks good. I like it. Alright, let's save that and the cellars of the uh, the Cathedral of the Seven, right? Uh, so we'll go back here, and we will go to, I think, and we'll go to locations, and new. Uh, is there a fancy church name for cellars? Undercroft. Thank you. What a great word. Perfect. Oh, I'm so glad you guys are here. I don't know how anybody does game prep without 45 people hanging out with you. Um giving you ideas. Damn your fast fingers. <laughs> uh so there's the Undercroft. Perfect. Uh that's a good idea. So I'm I'm actually so here's the funny thing. I'm actually prepping next game. So we're gonna we're gonna stop there. We'll we'll do we'll do because they're not gonna get to this next session or th- this session. There's no way. Um, so I think we're I think we're good. Uh, so I think we will end there. So I want to thank everybody for coming today. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, good times ahead. Uh, fun fun stuff. And uh, we will I'll be back online next Sunday when we talk about uh, how things went and how things, uh, where we're going to go from there. So have a great week, and uh, hopefully get out there and enjoy, enjoy some D&D. Talk to you guys later.